This is Critical Nonsense, our high lowbrow show about culture, science, and tech. This week, Aaron asks us about our justice thresholds. I'm gonna fight them all. The Seven Nation Army couldn't pod this pod. This is what the joke is like. Crazy. Crazy for Aaron's on a podcast. This is what he sounds like. <laughs> and this is what an executive producer and video game <laughs> sounds like. Hi, this is Jess. You do, you do. <laughs> she was just there in your mind. You couldn't not. Yeah. Um, what happened to her? I haven't heard from uh, from uh, Lana in a while. Oh, she's like, she has like a whole hive. I'm not close to that hive, but occasionally I'll be like, oh, that's a thing. I saw someone recently with a t-shirt that had the the YouTube page on a t-shirt of Lana Del Rey's video game with like the full like like the information below it of like video game recorded, you know, directed mm. by like and I was like, "Huh. Okay. I mean, I like that song. I remember yeah. like when I heard about it, someone was like had written an article about the song and they used the term bee stung lips." And I was like, "Yes. Oh, that's a nice yes. phrase." Um, but it is. Anyways. This is a Lana Del Rey little Love, love moment. I mean, there was a moment there where people had to be obsessed with either Lana Del Rey or Car- Carly Rae Jepsen. And like, in retrospect, like, I understand the appeal of both. I refuse to join you in your mission, but okay. Passion is passion. You ain't hurt nobody. Go ahead. This reminds like- me of a terrible game that we were just introduced to by Sarah Gilbert, which... Which she invented, and she self-described as potentially a terrible game, wherein you have to suggest, you have to get people to guess something by giving a clue of what it is not. Oh, God. (laughs) God. It's hard. Oh, God. It's like, who is not Carly Rae Jepsen? Oh, God, that's really hard. Is it? But you have something specific. Yeah. Well, no, I don't, because who is not? It's like my dad, like a, a, a Midwestern radiologist. I don't know what you, how, what the bounds <laughs> and her, of not her, are. Her example was, they're not Isla Fisher. Oh, okay. Nope. I would, <laughs> I would say Zoe Deschanel. I mean, like, a- legit, I would. Amy oh. Adams? Yeah, because yeah, they I'd, look I'd, kind I'd, of alike. I'd, I didn't get that one. I would do like I got it not, right away. I was like Amy Adams, no, and she was like, no. "Uh huh, yep." But 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 uh, but, but, but oh, good for you. You know what? I'm just gonna choose to to award you all those points that you've already given yourself. Good for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, good, good for, for you. you. Uh, what a great is Lana Del Rey <laughs> of the era? The like female Father John Misty. Like, are they the mm, same? Mmm. You know, I don't know enough about Father John Misty to be able like, to answer that question. I'm going to sit on I don't de- know. Depressive noir takes on a bygone era of Hollywood. Mm, yes, in that case. In that case, yes. And I think that she was joined specifically 
by Fergie on London Bridge. Okay, moving into the podcast. Is that what we need to do? Thanks for Joey's Obscure Cultural Reference Corner. Hey, I sit there right with you, bro. I like it. And in this corner, Joey's Obscure (laughs) Cultural References. And in this corner. Don't bro me if you don't know me, Aaron. Wow. (laughs) The actual episode. That, is next level. Aaron? Yes. What do you got? So I so I, I I would love to talk about this topic and and to be honest and I have to you know come clean with all of our wonderful listeners we've talked about this before but not on the pod we the three me Joey and Jess got together one day and let me spin your yarn real quick a friend who shall remain nameless right now but is from Baltimore uh Baltimore. you have to say it Baltimore that's Baltimore. necessary like Warder there's a lot of good Baltimore accent things Warder. I'll send the link. That's um, Wooder, okay. Or Wooder, you're Delco. right, you're right. That's Wooder. <laughs> okay, into the story. So this is all about another Lego aficionado who yes. has spent <laughs> thousands, if I mean easily, easily ten thousand plus dollars on Lego sets Whoa. over over his lifetime, right? And Lego is an engineering company, right? And in this instance, there was a new set. I believe it was the Pyramids of Giza a couple of years ago. And um, these re- they'd, they've increasingly made these huge sets, like the Hogwarts set, the Imper- Imperial Star Destroyer. Um, the Batcave is not huge, but uh, the Pyramids of Giza was a very, very large one. And so they're getting up to like 6,000 piece sets. And so... At, you know, the thing that was really exciting is that, like, yeah, every t- when you invest in Lego, all your pieces will snap back into place with the same Lego, the exact same pieces 50 years later. And can we just, a quick clarification for listeners, yes. Aaron. Yes. What kind of Lego sort of aficionado, like, is this, like, collector mm. level that you're talking about? Like, what what layer of Lego enthusiast are we? Mm. Otaku? He, I, I, he is, he's definitely a hardcore collector. Like he has his, uh, his place has more Lego pieces than I've ever seen in a space before. He does not have a like room. He just takes over his whole apartment and bathroom and kitchen. He's created. He also uses them as like tools. So he will, he's very handy. So he creates solutions for like, you know, uh, uh, storing cookware and stuff like that by building it out of Lego. Um, he's also a very, very good chef. Um, so in any case, he's got all these pieces and he's been invested for years. And as a result of him being so invested in such a big collector, he has been able to watch when there have been moments of quality control concerns. And increasingly with these big sets that he's been getting, there will be one piece off. And I have to admit, if you don't build Lego stuff and you don't build big Lego pieces, you may not know the frustration of when you've invested $600 into something and you are, let's say, 20 hours into building it. And then you flip a page and you see that, oh, no, there's just a piece missing. It's missing. And you are sitting there unable to finish the rest of your $600 piece because you have to call lego and have them send you like a one by one gray flat stud brick and that's it like this is and especially just to add this on there too if you're someone who builds your sets and doesn't break them down it's the worst in the world because yes you might have a piece here or there floating around but if you're a purist and you don't want to break down the builds as they were given to you you're screwed and this brings me to the concept of the justice threshold 
This brings me to this moment. Justice! In which you run into the fields, screaming to the high heavens, this is unjust! And apparently you sound like a Muppet. Muppet, but <laughs> yeah. Definitely a confused Muppet. But it's these moments where, uh, and maybe this isn't the best example, but it's those moments where you there was a contract that was signed either explicitly or implicitly and it has been breached and you demand satisfaction it is it is it is beyond a reasonable doubt it is it is it and you are going to pursue this until the cows come home and that's when you end up on twitter and that's when you end up like no, 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 I need to talk to the manager's manager's manager. No, I will sit here all day long. You don't realize how much time I have to handle this one Lego piece because I no, we're doing this. And so my question to you with the longest preamble that I've done since 2017, most likely, I don't know if we've been doing the pod that long, is where does your threat justice threshold rest? I, I love that. Even in times on this show, I think, where we've talked about the most the most opposite end of justice, right? Of like true righteous causes. We are talking here about sort of just the the tipping point of like this is the smallest scale yes. of injustice that really breaks you. And I think what is kind of wonderful is that that is that actually could be pretty, pretty small, big. What would be the correct way to describe? A picayune picadillo of justice. I mean, Joey, you know, my both my love of language and my desire for precision, and that was it. I'm I am really impressed because that's that is it is it's teeny it's picayune it's so like. It's things that aren't necessarily, they're not important. They're not important. It's Legos where adults play. But, 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 but actually though, yeah. <laughs> and that's it, right? Like that's the whole, that's, that's the whole thing where it's like, and what am I, what am I owed? Or like, no, as Joey would say, a breach of the social contract. It's mm -hmm. like that, that can mean that you have the smallest what did you say? Picayune Piccadillo of, yeah. just, of an injustice mm -hmm. where you're like, oh, not today. Yes. Excuse me. No, sir or madam, I will not. <laughs> I will not stand for this missing one by one gray studded brick being I mean, absent <laughs> from my scaffolding of the Great Pyramid of Giza. The Pyramid of Giza set's really cool. I got to give credit. <laughs> wow. It's really cool. Also, sidebar, on the subject of using Lego for creative purposes, recently I saw, uh, we'll add this to the show notes. I don't know if you've seen street artist Jan Vorman, who in her work called a dispatch work, uh, mm. fixes walls and other types of infrastructure with Lego pieces. Well, there's like a pretty cool um, map of it that uh, you should check out. It's it's pretty cool. But anyway, this topic is something near and dear to my heart, Aaron, as I don't know if you know this, but um, in my family, and particularly 
because of my father. This is something that is like there. It, it has been passed down in addition to um, leftovers container volumetric estimation and um, <laughs> catching reflexes. This like like a low justice threshold is maybe like the third thing bequeathed to me by my father. He's got even like Seinfeld level or maybe it's mm. like friends level episode names of mm. all of the stories like the Italian spare tire incident or like <laughs> the treasury department incident <laughs> or like the landscaper incident. You know, there's like there are Larry the tales. David. It's really, it's really like these, 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 these tales of like, and then just you wait, look what happened. And this person got what was coming to them or whatever it was of like, no, not today. So I feel, I feel like you arrested development theme song. (laughs) I do. I do wonder though, like what, what makes a person or a family or what have you more partial to having a low or high justice threshold. Yeah, I I think like what's funny about the justice threshold is that like it's like an equalizer graph, right? Like you're it's so idiosyncratic in terms of like what types of things will trigger you and I feel like like our our like on this call like our arenas of justice threshold are probably like quite different in the places where the threshold is significantly maybe i don't know lower than average but like Mm -hmm. where a a certain type of breach will cross some kind of line that like would set me off of like justice must be served wait so what what do you think those arenas are mine mine are much more about like disrespect in like in like in individual interpersonal (laughs) interactions Mm -hmm. like like i mean both of you have yes i was gonna say if anyone has ever been in a room with joey when it happens the color red that his face becomes before the words come out is very particular a sight to see it goes up his neck and it, and I'm seeing it because I sit there. I've been there in the room with you like, ooh, I'm going to get in there. And then I'm like, oh, Joey's got this one. <laughs> I know he's, gonna, <laughs> he's got this one. So I'll, I'm, go go on at it. Yes. And it, it, but what's funny is like the my threshold, I think, is like relatively high in so many other places where it's like I, I won't let the things get to me. And then all of a sudden in this arena, it's like, oh, like I'm seeing read too quickly and it, like a thing that i've worked on over time also because if i get to that place like my sister uh will still like remember things that i said to her when mm. i was like 15 because mm. i apparently have the ability to say like the right wrong thing very <laughs> shortly in a moment when i'm like that and so like i've i've had to work to just like Cross your arms, like don't say it because it's gonna cut too deep. Like, you know, yeah. just like we will never let Joey live down that time at a company beach volleyball <laughs> where he, where his justice threshold was triggered by an opponent who was uh, sort of uh, sort of loudly and rudely um, sort of celebrating our failures. I, I think correct me if I'm wrong. If if that was the correct trigger. 
Joey. It, it, I've, it was I've broad, never it, seen it was Joey broadly, so angry. It was broadly accurate. I felt like they were picking on people on our team who were not as skilled at volleyball in a way that I thought was mean-spirited. And so I said something. Um, which, you know, whatever. We all have, we all have our demons that we're we all, fighting. And I don't think that it's a bad thing. I, I think that, like, all of this to me, and I know the word's really loaded, but, like, there's a grievance to all of this. There is a policing oh. of grievance where you oh, are, yes. t- like... You know, and I think that there's also this like um, it's it's uh, there are so many things that just like become atmospheric. So many of those like weights and moments and small slices and small cuts that we let go by that are actually filling up a tank. And then at some point, it's like there's somebody who just like there's somebody that presses the button and it's like, (laughs) oh, you oh, there's a place for that tank to empty. Oh, here yeah. we go. You like, were the I'm thousandth cut. Yeah, that's yes. the classic kick yeah. kick the dog oh transference. Goodness. This is exactly what happened to me recently at mm. New York City's John F. Kennedy mm-hmm. Airport Terminal 7 TSA mm-hmm. security mm-hmm. checkpoint. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. oh, God. I'm just, I, I oh just God. want you to be precise in understanding where, which corner <laughs> of hell I was yes. in. The which, pigeons were. Which is... As you put it, a very specific yes. corner of hell. It is. It is. Where where I you know, you know, let's let's just preface this by acknowledging the fact that the TSA may be one of the more reviled groups mm. and mm-hmm. receive more uh probably unfair uh, you know, rage and like have to deal with all kinds of stuff. And I, I think that those those cuts i'm certain add up over time but i i may have been on the receiving end of the thousandth cut or hundredth cut or whatever it was several weeks ago where um i was within seconds of missing my flight due to an hour-long extended comedy wherein uh i was told that i was not allowed or that that only a specific individual was allowed to be checking bags, but was continuing to like wander off and do other jobs not assigned to him. But then when I was like, hey, could maybe this person help? And someone came over to try to start to help and was and the manager was like, no, you can't help her. And I was like, what? What? Why is this happening? And I think the arena, the arena here was less about disrespect and it was more just like, I don't know how to describe it. Willful incompetence, not yes. just like like yes. people trying to be generous and like stubbornness for the sake of like, no, she she's trying to get through security and she's gonna have to wait for the process. Except in this particular process, the guy has <laughs> walked off the job. So what is happening? Th- that was very much of like a king of the castle, king of the castle, like a. Like, I have such little power, but in this space, in I this have power, moment, and right, I like will you, flex you will do this. And, like, yeah. Well, there is also. I'm not going to defend hysterical. the TSA. No, I, I can't defend the TSA, and I think that any and all hysterics are right <laughs> when it comes to air travel, except all the ones that were on the TV show Air Airplane, which you can still watch on YouTube. And holy crap, you should watch all those. But 
I do think that there's there's this thing too with them where they're dealing with their own grievances of like they've yes. had their hands slapped yes. so many times for doing things that just make sense, but it's not a part of the process. And it's like the only thing that I'm allowed to do is what I am told the process is. There are not – I do not have the scope or scale to understand the efficiencies. Sure. So, okay. I will make sure that this lever gets pulled perfectly every time even though it makes no fucking sense. I'm sorry for the children that are in the back seat. That word just means birds. I just think that ultimately <laughs> – why did I make it a noun? Uh, a plural know. noun, no less. <laughs> like that's really yeah. not helpful at all. But I also think that in addition to these like – cosmic grievances there's also the like uh the threshold depends on your personal like it, it takes it takes vigilance to keep that threshold where it is and when we're tired when we're annoyed mm. if there have been too many cuts the threshold moves like yes. a great when people so there's this one it's actually a very common occurrence and i think that i've talked to plenty of people about this you're standing in a line and the line extends to a walkway that has to go in front of, like, the people have to yep, walk through. Yep, 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 And then people decide where they're going to, like, walk in front of you. Yes. Or, you know, break the line to go through. And, I, like, me and all my friends, we always talk about it, of, like, the, who did you decide to go in front of without saying anything? Without saying, excuse mm -hmm. me, without saying, pardon me, without saying, do you mind if I go through? Like, how, who 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 broke the seal and decided whom without saying that and what was their calculus and i'll tell you that plus people standing too close to me on the wrong day i can't handle it this do is not stand so fucking close to me we are in a there is so much untapped space in the cosmos like 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 we're in a parking lot and you decide in this in empty an parking ever expanding lot expanding universe it literally has no end and you choose to park in the space immediately next to me or to stand immediately behind me back up you're not the only person in the fucking universe. Ooh. Wow. And see, this Ooh. is even just talking about it, as you can see, is like, yes, it really brings this up. <laughs> What's really interesting, though, about this line example, Aaron, though, is it also starts to crystallize where the ju like the justice threshold must be a circumstance where you are pushed to the point of demanding retribution. Yes. Right. It's not mm -hmm. it's not enough to be annoyed or stewing like that hasn't hit your justice threshold yet it's the point where you're like hey no yes no and there stop. has to be stop some <laughs> just stop right now but there has to also be some belief that you're on your own like there has to that has to and be that you're right it has hmm. to be those three conviction. elements conviction yeah conviction um, um, like I, for lack of, there's a better term, but like loneliness or lack of support, you have to feel that you are on your own and that there is no superhero. There's no one coming to save you in this moment and you have to do mm. it yourself. Last resort. Yes. yes the, there, there is a funny moment sometimes to your point though, where justice is like diffusely recognized by mm. others socially in an interaction yes. which can satisfy your threshold where if you are uh if you perceive you are wronged in a social context 
I, so here's an example. I was riding my bike to work and some other person riding their bike like blasted through a red light. And I go through red lights, but I don't go if someone is there. I'm not like trying to even I won't go even if I think I'm going to slow a car or someone else down. I think that's like unfair. That's unconscientious. But someone blasted through a light in front of a bus and oh like the bus driver was like, like honked and, and then just like looked over at me and I was like shaking my head like, what the fuck are they You're doing? Like, that was and, and, up. And, they, and then the bus driver started like shaking their head. Yes. Of like, there are good cyclists out there. And I was like, there <laughs> are good bus drivers out there. And we were like the handshake, like the, the Arnold like bicep uh, shake or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and in that moment, like someone else recognizing that there was like a minor injustice, I think, <laughs> diffused the situation where umbrage was not needed needed to be taken. So, Joey, what you're saying is in this universe of minor injustices, there is there are also minor activisms where yes. people mm, can mm. people can join forces at mm. the most microscopic level and be like, yes, this is a worthy cause. Yeah. 100 like I think that within all of these there's also just a strain of a lack of acknowledgement. Like you are being ignored as a human being if you're a cyclist blowing in front of the bus and the bus driver is having this moment of like do I not exist in this universe? Am I yeah. invisible? <laughs> and then to look at a cyclist who can say not only are you not invisible, but like that situation was absurd. It's like okay, a little bit of there is a little bit of justice and I restoration thought I was tra- of like driving a 12 ton vehicle down the street you know like. yes yeah and like when people just to go back to lines for a minute too i love watching a crowd turn on line cutters like mm-hmm. if yeah. someone cuts a line and the first person says there's a line all the way back here and then they like say i don't know i don't see that oh no 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 then there's going to be like seven other people who are like no, get back there. And then when they move back and everybody claps and it's like, yes, get the fuck out. Get the back of the line. It is like that is I love those moments of and maybe that's like quasi mezzo activism moments that might be bigger than yeah. micro. I don't know. Well, and I think it's also just representative of like that has that, that they're generally need the the full arc of the justice threshold should end with some type of vindication and that can come from some sort of like the social recognition. It can also mm. come from like all of your hard work or time or probably irresponsible investment. Getting the brick. Sort of, right. Like do you, do you, right. Do you, if you get the brick at the end, like how, how sweet that must taste. <laughs> do, we have to know, did, did he get the brick? He did get the brick. They actually ended up selling, sending him multiple, which was very dumb because you what? only need one. Like literally the way that they Just program the pieces to fall into the bags. Like you, it is a precise number of units that you need. But for single, like for single pieces, they will give you like duplicates even in your sets. So like I have a giant Ziploc bag of random single stud pieces. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's like Ikea. You know, just like yes. in case you miss a screw. The, here are five. Yeah. The the Perfect. last thing I will say is, is I've been like over time, I think both with age and work, I've tried to like 
reduce my umbrage threshold, mm. right? Like where, or like elevate my um, mm. like I guess the opposite side of mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the justice threshold is trying to be like, ah, like what? Don't let yourself get excited over this thing. Like, don't let this like disrupt my like sanity or uh you know mood wow. or whatever and i i the, it came from hearing someone i heard a psychologist talking once on you know on a podcast or something i i can't remember where but she was talking about how like one of the biggest indicators of uh long-term relationship or marital happiness is your ability not to take umbrage with your partner mm-hmm. right yeah. and sort yeah. of like forgiveness and those types of things and there are many things that should not be forgiven but like these sort of picayune types of things like and so in trying to be like right like you know if your partner is being themselves and they do like a silly thing like to let that thing go and I, I think I've gotten better at it over time, but there are still like in that sort of equalizer model, <laughs> there, are st- there are still like specific things like broadly the average I've been able to elevate my umbrage threshold, but like there are still the spots like that that line is stuck in a location and will not elevate as a broken key or whatever. I acknowledge and love the journey that you are on. I I have high fived you, and I'm going in the different direction. <laughs> where my my threshold with the public, it's with the public, not in relationships, but it's like those line cutters, those like things. Like I just don't have the patience for it anymore, and it's and it's been weakening over time. And I think you know, I I think that also the where where the inst or not the instinct but where like the starting point or what crafts or bounds the starting point i think dictates as well the like what journey or what direction is beneficial to different people because like uh yeah again this like acknowledgement idea like the fundamentals of so many of these being about ignoring or dismissing or rendering you invisible and your needs as either invisible, unimportant, or just not worth comment, especially in contrast or conflict with like those who spend so much mental energy trying to make space for others, trying to chivalry, opening the fucking door for people when they're holding groceries, uh, saying thank you when someone holds the door for you. Like these are not just small suggestions these are like ways these are parts of the social contract that makes the world a better like a worthwhile place to live in and so when it's crossed i think over time i've just gotten to the point where it's like you need to know that you've you have you you crossed the you've broken the social contract no this is not okay you cannot do that hold the door for someone and they don't say anything you're just like you're welcome right yep (laughs) yes passive aggressive and that's the journey that i'm on is i've gone less from whispering and more to you're welcome (laughs) <laughs> and then I smile, just grin, fuck them from behind. Old until man they, Aaron yells Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I will be 60 for the rest of my life, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I so, think that brings us to yeah. Jessica's umbrage corner, or justice corner, or threshold <laughs> corner, or we're on a corner. We're just staying yeah. here. We should all 
be kinder to each other. The world yes. needs more patience and generosity and consideration. There's no room for hate, except <laughs> if you cut a line. You're a mean volleyball captain. You're an idiot cyclist. You're that guy at that airport security checkpoint, and then there's nothing that can save you from our rage. You're that Knight, Lego machine. You're welcome. Yes. yes. God, that's good. That corner felt great. That was it. That was a weighted blanket of insight that I needed. Thank you, Jess. Thank you. Hey, Lego counting machine with the faulty laser that didn't detect the additional drops block. You're dead. You're on notice. We see you. Get more conscientious. Or... Probably nothing, but mm -hmm. we'll still know. Yes. See, this is sort of Joey's wrap-up corner to Jess's wrap-up corner, yes. which you can add. Yeah. Was it a wrap-up corner? Can, it was Joey's improv like, corner. Pack it it was it? It was improv no. corner. <laughs> oh. Yep. <laughs> Jess has no patience. Your umbrage with me has. <laughs> Increased subs no, it's decreased <laughs> over time. I have witnessed both of you uh, find your Stevie Wonder in each other, and it's been amazing. <laughs> Aaron's like, I love it. So good. Critical Nonsense is a Sylvain production. Brought to you by, not really, Lego. Because it actually is good and they usually have all the pieces and I want to counterbalance all the trashing that we did. They're an amazing company. Okay, cool. Bye. As always, we'd like to thank executive producer and Professor Umbridge, Jess Vander. Uh, we also want to thank sound engineer and probably the seventh member of the View cast, Alex Contel. <laughs> We'd like to thank programming coordinator and... Vigilante Justice Enforcer, Les Jacobs. And that production crew, those folks, Sari Gilbert and Nora Mestrich, whose names flow off the tongue like uh, the vitriol that we th thrust at a line cutter. Thank you for your help. <laughs> and as always, thanks, Alain. Thank Special you. thanks. Um, I really need to thank, uh, uh, actually, Injustice 2. I know that Mortal Kombat 1 just came out, but I was watching some YouTube videos of like Donatello from the Ninja Turtles fighting Sub-Zero in Injustice 2. And I was like, that happened? Cool. Very cool. So <laughs> I'm, I'm here for this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, got to thank uh, the Lego Masters episodes that specifically focus on structural integrity of Technic bricks and traditional wow. bricks, because literally I think one episode they were able to hold at least 600 pounds worth of weight with just le like a Lego structure. Um, amazing. I, I look at you, Engineer Jess. Uh, there was, there was, there's more there. <laughs> I would like to thank the Veritasium video on the mathematics of knots, which helped validate just your opinion on there is a way to tie your shoes correctly. Uh, no, I wasn't sure if we were talking about tie your shoes. I see, I see, I see. I'm sorry. I was confused about speed, uh, rope, 
or I'm not doing that. I wasn't sure which knot we were doing. So thank you. Right. For it's more of a you just it. like tie your shoes. Oh, I see. Thank okay. you to Jonah Mann for teaching me how to tie my shoes. That's so cool. Oh, thank you for Mrs. Johannigman, who never made fun of me when I couldn't quite get my shoes tied right in first grade. And then I figured it out. It was great. Small hands. Oh. Smells like cabbage. Yes! <laughs> Every day is a Mike Myers day, if you want it to be. Well, we did it. Love you. Mean we it. Did it. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.